Hello, my name is Chris Mikowski, and welcome to Sharing with the Community, a podcast from the town of Kiwa Island. Today, I would like to welcome Aaron Given, the town's assistant wildlife biologist. Aaron has been an assistant wildlife biologist for the town of Kiwa Island since 2008. He grew up in Oswego, Illinois, a far suburb of Chicago, and graduated with a bachelor's in science in zoology from Southern Illinois University in 2000. Aaron then went on to attend Southeast Missouri State University, where he received his master's in science in wildlife biology in 2005. In graduate school, he studied the wintering ecology of yellow rails in coastal Texas. This is where he got his first exposure to bird banding and was fascinated with being able to study and observe the birds in such fine detail. Aaron currently manages the largest bird banding stations in the southeast, focusing on fall migration, wintering marsh sparrows, and songbirds, painted buttings, and Wilson plovers. Hi Aaron, thank you for joining us today. Hey Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited to learn a little bit about your role here. So uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your role specifically here at Toki? Sure, yeah. So I was hired back in 2008 to uh, as, a, as a wildlife biologist just to kind of help the program out. Um, you know, we had done a lot of work with bobcats and things over the years and they were wanting to expand a little bit more into the bird realm. So mm-hmm. um, I was hired basically to create a bird program for the town. Wow, that's that's awesome. I know birds are very popular nowadays and, and Kiwa has a very incredible amount of species of birds. And it's very exciting to, even on our website, go through and look at all the different species of birds that we have here on the island. But one thing that we do find on our website that I would like to dig into more is the bird monitoring program that you have. What does that exactly entail? Sure. So it, it several things. Um, so when I when I kind of sat down to think about how to develop this program, the the goal was to come up with some certain birds that represented the island, um, but also across different seasons as well. So I wanted not just focus on one thing at one time of the year. I wanted to be fairly expansive across mm-hmm. the island. So, um, so I, I created a, a, a winter marsh sparrow project. Um, okay. So this is mainly done in the winter time. It's in the salt marsh, so we're looking at the salt marsh habitat for that. Okay. Um, and those birds that, that are here in the winter time. Um, and we also do winter songbird banding as well. Uh, that's done in more upland areas, kind of scrubby things. So, but we're we're focusing on songbirds rather than sparrows okay. in a different habitat. Uh, in the summertime, I also had set up what's called the breeding bird survey. Um, this uses a technique called point counts, and essentially, I have 238 points across the entire island. Um, and every summer, I I go to each point, and I basically spend five I, I spend five minutes at every point. Uh, detecting any birds that I hear or see. Okay. Uh, and then it takes about nine days to do all those points. Um, and then at the end of that, you know, we, we get an idea of, of what birds are, are breeding here on the island. And over time, we can look at population size and density. We can see if certain species are increasing or decreasing. Um, and then we're, we're going to be doing some, some analysis here soon with that data set, uh, looking at, at potentially how bird populations or species have changed uh, in relation to different development, um, like 
parts of the island that maybe have that were not developed when I started doing this, and then they are now. Mm-hmm. Just to see how how those bird bird communities have changed. Is that um, to dig into this a little bit more? Is that why this these studies are so important? Is to really almost predict the future of how the species are going to live here on the island? Why 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 are these studies important? Yeah, so so I mean, the reason we study birds for in general are birds are are a great indicator of environmental change mm-hmm. because they can fly. They're pretty mobile, so. You know, and they're all, but they're also sensitive to those changes in the environment. So, you know, if if something happens, let's say, you know, if it if it's development or climate change or, you know, just even short term things like hurricanes or um, flooding and stuff like that can change the habitat, um, and the birds that respond to that will also change if something happens. So. They're, they're a good thing to study because they are so mobile and they're also very sensitive to all those changes. Okay, one of your studies that really do intrigue me is the bird banding initiative that you do. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I guess let me start in case, in case nobody knows what bird banding is. Um, so bird banding essentially is a tool that, that biologists use um, to study to study birds. Oh, okay. Um, the band is, it's a small aluminum band and it has a nine digit number on it. Um, that gets put on the bird's leg. So they wear it like a bracelet. Um, that number is unique to that bird. Uh, so if we catch that bird again, we'll know when we caught it. We'll know, um, you know, that information at the time of capture, but then we'll also get new information if we catch it again. Uh, we can learn, you know, lots of things about bird movements. Um, we know the, everything we pretty much know about how old birds live is because of bird banning. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, and, uh, you know, we also learn about migration routes and things like that because some of these, because these birds are so mobile, you know, if a bird is captured here, you know, it migrates somewhere and maybe somebody else will catch it at someplace else. You know, maybe it'll turn up dead somewhere um, and someone will find that band and they can turn that band in and then, then I will kind of, I'll know that information. How cool is that? Well, out of curiosity, what's the furthest, you know, a bird has shown up that we've banded here? Um, so we've, we've, we've got a lot. Um, there's, I don't know how many total birds that have been banded here that have showed up in other places, but... The, the furthest we've had was a Wilson's plover, uh, which is a shorebird that nests here on Kiowa. Uh, and that was, reco- that was spotted by a researcher down in Venezuela oh, um, wow. during the wintertime. So, so we basically were able to connect the dots with that species. So that bird, it breeds on Kiowa Island. It spends the winter in Venezuela. Um, and then going the other direction, the, the furthest north we've had a bird um, was we have um, a a palm warbler, which is a small songbird okay. that we caught, um, that we banded here on Kiowa, was was caught up in uh, Manitoba during oh, the summertime. Really, that's yeah. crazy. So that's 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 some travel right there. It is. That's, that's more travel than I would ever do. <laughs> um, but the one, you know, we talk about that the travel and fall migrations coming up. So, what can the community really look forward to? What type of species are going to be coming into Kiowa, but also leaving Kiowa? Yeah, well, there's lots of things. So, so right now, shore, shorebird migration is is underway. So, okay. you know, all the birds that you see out on the beach right now are are changing a lot. So, those, those birds, a lot of those birds nest real high up in the Arctic, Arctic, 
Um, and they, they, they tend to migrate earlier than some of the songbirds that, that nest more in the temperate forests. Uh, so that's occurring right now, but we are getting the this, this start of the songbird migration right now. So, you know, we're starting to see things like um, warblers um, and vireos and, and songbirds such as, as that showing up now. But the real peak of, of songbird migration is going to be kind of the end of September, early October, uh, when we'll see the greatest diversity of, of all kinds of different species that, that start oh, wow. moving through the island. So that would you would recommend being the best time to come bird watching? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. During, during the fall, I would say that first week of October um, is probably the, the best time. All right. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you know, that first week of October. You know, one... Out of, for my curiosity, right, I, I learned about migration back in, in middle school, elementary school, but why is migration so important? Why is fall migration a really big topic here on the island? Yeah, so so fall, fall migration is a trying time for, for a lot of migratory birds. So, you know, a lot of these birds are traveling long distances from their breeding grounds way up north to, you know, someplace south of here. So, you know, some birds, you know, that breed in the boreal forest of Canada, they go all the way down to South America uh, and they, they spend the winter down there and then they come back again in the spring and do the whole thing over again. So in order to take on these types of migrations, these birds have to um, change their body physically almost to the point where uh, prior to migration, they have to bulk up. Um, you know, they eat lots of food. They have to put on lots of fat because they make they're making these long flights nonstop. Um, so you know, they most of these birds, uh, especially songbirds, migrate at nighttime, mm-hmm. and they you know will at at dusk or right after dusk they they all lift off. Um, and they they fly for you know five six seven eight hours straight without wow. stopping. And just before dawn, they drop down, and you know a lot of times they don't know where they are at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's critical to have you know these decent habitat in between point A and point B, their breeding ground and their wintering grounds. And Kiowa provides that for those birds. Um, you know we have we have a lot of good high quality habitat here. Um, and and one way we can measure that with these migrating birds is when we catch these birds. We will, we will look for fat on these birds. So um, we can actually measure how much fat a bird has on its body when we catch it. How cool is that? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so fat, the fat kind of looks in like an orange or yellow color. Okay. And they deposit it under their skin. And by blowing the feathers away from their, on their breast, we can actually see that fat. And we can basically, we take a, a measurement or a fat score, we call it, and we can tell how much bird, fat that bird has. And based on how much fat that bird has, you know, let's say that bird, come, we, we catch that bird and it, you know, it has a very little fat, then we know that that bird probably is not going to migrate for a few days and it's going to need Kiowa to, to build that fat back up mm-hmm. before it makes the next leg of its journey. Wow. So Kiowa is a, a prime spot for the migrating birds to, to stop. And is it usually the same birds every year that, that stop here on Kiowa or is it just where they stop after that eight hours, they're going down. That's, it's kind of, that's it. So, you know, like, yeah, so Kiowa and, you know, a lot of different barrier islands um, are, are very critical to these birds because, because they are coastal. 
a lot of these birds will actually fly over the open ocean for a while and then they'll kind of gear themselves maybe back so towards the coast so you know these coastal islands are the first things that they may mm -hmm. see uh, and they have to they they have to drop in and and use that so um, by, by by maintaining you know the the habitat that we have here on the island um, keeping it in good quality habitat we, we can ensure that you know a lot of these these migrants that that need Kiowa um, for their stopover you know will will have the food and the cover and the safety that they need to to continue that journey that's amazing well, one question I have is well, when these birds really bulk up what what are they eating is it, is it worms? Like that's the first thing that everyone thinks of. I feel like is it, they're eating worms. What what exactly are they eating to bulk up for that trip? Yeah, so it depends on the species. Some species are insectivores, so they are going to mainly eat insects. Mm -hmm. um, and when you say worms, they do eat lots of worms, but they're not the worms that you might be thinking of, like the earthworms. They're eating caterpillars that are up in the trees, mm. um, and feasting on those they have lots of fat in them so they can eat a lot of those and gorge themselves i mean they could they can almost double their body weight in in a few days wow. uh, and put that much fat on to, to do this so and then seed eating birds will, will eat lots of seeds and you know they may eat insects too because you know they'll they'll mix their diet up but um but there's also a lot of fat in different seeds and things like that and and fruits and things so you know they're eating a lot of variety of different things based on on the what that species kind of specializes in great okay now i have you here at the table with me and i i have to ask what is the most intriguing species you've caught that or that you've seen here on the island yeah so i in, intriguing is there's there's different things so I guess I could start with what the rarest bird that we've ever caught on the island. Okay. Um, so that was a yellow-green vireo that we caught several years back. Um, and that bird barely, rarely reaches the United States. Oh, wow. Um, this is a bird that nests in, in Mexico um, and actually migrates south into South America. Um, for the, or, or even Central America. But very rarely does it come north of the border so yeah. uh, this bird obviously had some some either some wires crossed in its in its internal map uh, and came the wrong way and ended up in our in one of our nets that we use to catch these birds now you talked about that being the rarest what's the most common bird here on Kiwa? the com most common the most common bird we catch during migration yeah so common yellow throats, um, that's one of the, the example I just used. Yeah. They're, they're the most common bird that we catch uh, during fall. Um, and then gray catbirds would be the other one. And then the third would be uh, yellow rumped warblers. Those, those, those three species make up, I would say, close to 60% of all the birds we catch, catch during the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, on a, we, we, on a normal fall, we'll catch anywhere from eight to nine thousand birds wow uh, any in a year so th those three species are are very important to the island because they are you know they they come through here um in, in big numbers okay that that keeps you busy it does <laughs> now i have to ask what is your favorite bird um, my favorite bird is a called it's called a yellow rail. Okay. Um, and the reason that's my favorite bird is because that's the bird I studied during my grad student my grad project. Mm -hmm. um, so it just you know you when you devote 
three or four years of your life to studying one species that kind of grows on you as yeah. your, as your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. The last thing I I, I want to ask you is the community. I'm sure is going to be interested in how can they help. Yeah. So I mean. One thing is there are volunteer opportunities um, to come out and help with some of these different projects. So, um, you know, if people are interested in in actually coming out and and seeing what we do, um, that they can do that and they can contact me and we can kind of, you know, come up with a a time for that to happen. Um, Another thing is, um, you know, maybe this isn't something that, that they can do to directly help our projects, but um, for for our local migrants, um, I think supporting the the Grow Native program that we have here on the island is, is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said, these 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 migrants are are coming through Kiowa, and they may only be here for a day or two before they move on. Um, and by planting, having more native plants on here, you know, as as those native plants are adapted to our conditions. You know, they seed out at a certain time and there's insects that come out and feed on those plants at a certain time. And these birds have time migration to coincide with those things happening. So with the more native plants that we can have, you know, the, the better food sources are, <clears throat> will be available for, for birds as they move through. Outside of that, Aaron, is there anything else you would like to add for, for the community before we head out? Um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I guess one, one thing, um, so as we do have fall migration coming up, we do have a lot of birds that, that are here that will be moving through here that are not really familiar with Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I've noticed over the years is, is a lot of birds hitting windows. Mm. Um, and um, we have a lot of windows on Kiowa. Um, and I'd, I'd be interested if people... If people do have birds hitting their windows, um, I'd like to kind of be more interested in learning and hearing about that. So maybe if the community kind of, if they are having issues with birds hitting windows, I'd love to hear from from people to kind of know uh, that that's occurring because um, we just don't know um, how if it how big of a problem that might be. Um, you know, we do know across the country that window strikes kills millions and millions of birds every year during migrations wow. uh, and this is a lot of times just big tall city buildings yeah uh, but we don't know residential built windows how many of that's doing um, so I'd just be curious to know yeah no I think that's 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 great and for our listeners, I will go ahead and provide Aaron's email in the bio of the podcast description. That way, if you do have any birds that hit your window or you find that your your windows are a common place for birds to hit, you know, give Aaron a uh, shout out on email, but also reach out to Aaron if you're interested in, in doing a ride along with him as well. Um, and with the information that we talked about today, it can all be found on our website, on the wildlife uh, section of our website. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to the town and they'll be ha- happy to direct you in any type of way. But, you know, that said, thank you so much, Aaron, for your time today and kind of letting us come into your world a little bit. Sure. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Yep. Thank you.